right, welcome to the Get Ricked podcast. Back with the Elani 1995 Fantasy Football League Week 10 Review, Week 11 Preview. Let's kick it off from the top. IB or Clyde takes down Fantasy Team 87.28 to 67.68. I was pretty worried about this matchup with Royce because my team started off sucking because Danger Russ Wilson looked anything but dangerous but i was able to get some pretty good performances out of my receivers claypool myers and justin jefferson all with 15 or more so it made up for the stupid donut from that travion pope who was supposed to be in a timeshare with a bunch of other assholes like ballage and uh, joshua kelly but ended up not playing a single snap thankfully royce countered me with aj green and jared cook with a couple donuts of his own And Jared Goff also did not throw any touchdowns, uh, even though he badly outplayed Russ. Next up, TB Determined against Chark Week. Grant beats John 97.56 to 92.18. John kind of lost faith in his namesake, TB12. And uh, if he had started him, it's an easy win. Almost pulled it out anyway, but Corderell Patterson pulls off a 104-yard return touchdown for Grant Chicago D that put him over the top. No real huge standouts. Uh, Josh Allen is looking like he's back to his early season form with 30 points on Grant's side. Aaron Jones is back, so that's going to be good once he starts taking some touchdowns from that pig pig Rodgers. On John's side, Antonio Gibson with a nice game. Miles Sanders back, so that's good. He didn't get a touchdown, though. For some reason, they gave it to fucking Corey Clement. And Justin Herbert with another not spectacular, but pretty solid game, 24.48 points. Next up, Lamarville Universe pulls off a win against my team's a damn shame. Brent wins by 113.26 to 112.1. It was a close one. Stanton Stack underperformed just a little bit. Uh, Devontae Adams didn't quite meet projections, but he still had 14.6. Rogers with 29.4. That's always a nice start there when you're getting like plus 40-something right there. Deontay Johnson with a nice game and Josh Jacobs. Rest of the lineup, not so good, though. Single digits, um, some of them low single digits, like Austin Hooper, 1.6. On Brent's side, good games from T. Higgins and DeAndre Swift. And uh, Lamar Jackson had a nice uh, 25 points. Not the same as years past, but still a solid game. And uh, Minnesota D actually put up 10 points against Chicago. Next game, Ridley's Believe It or Not against Popstar, Not a Doctor. Danny actually takes the high week, 125.58, and Jared's team scored 91.38. For Danny's team, standouts was Ronald Jones with the big game, almost 200 yards. Wayne Gallman with a couple touchdowns there, and uh, his kicker scored 16, (laughs) so that always helps. And Kirk Cousins with 21.58. On Jared's side, Baker Mayfield had a dud, 5.38 points there. His running back, solid, but not spectacular. Derek Henry with only 11.4, no touchdown for him. That always limits him a little bit. And Kareem Hunt with 14.7. The bright spot, DeAndre Hopkins pulling down that last uh, 43-yard touchdown, the Hail Mary that won their game. But fuck those guys for not kicking the extra point, man. Stop fucking with people's fantasies and spreads and shit like that, dickheads. 
Next game, Gallup in the Woods against Breeze in the Trap. Leanne wins 103 to Ryan 79.04. Ryan had Drew Breeze go out pretty early in the game. Otherwise, it might have gotten interesting if he had a big one. Nick Chubb had a nice one, but uh, decided to go down at the one-yard line instead of scoring. And Adam Thielen with two touchdowns, but not much uh, production other than that. Four, yard, uh, four receptions for 43 yards. On Leanne's side, Kyler Murray, 31.9. I'm sure that last Hail Mary didn't hurt too much. That's an extra almost eight points there. Dalvin Cook actually had kind of a limited game. No touchdowns for once. Only 13.2 points. But still, he got the elite usage. Still going to be probably the most dangerous guy going forward. And last game, Deshaun of Kamara Virus takes down the walking ER 107.18 to 84.52. Aaron put the hurting on Bryce, despite using Drew Locke, who only had less than nine points. Not even as good as Danger Rust, that piece of crap. But anyway, the big game from Alvin Kamara, 31.3. God, I wish I had drafted him. And DJ Moore with a nice 17.6. Bryce's side, Stefan Diggs, 20 points there. That fucking Balage bitch got 12.7, and his defense scored 13. Big problem with Bryce's team, like I've been saying, Carson Wentz is a piece of crap. I don't know what the fuck you keep using that guy for or why Philly keeps him. And that's it for the recap. Let's move on to the Week 11 preview. All right, Week 11. From the top, make it drop. I mean, sorry. I be your Clyde. Against the walking ER, I have a 120.25 to 107.11 projection advantage over Bryce. I'm a little worried because he's finally gotten smart and he's going to use Cam Newton against Houston, which could be a big game. Antonio Brown's in there for, I think, Diggs that has a bye. That could be interesting. And the part that worries me, too, is that I always hate it when, you know, the guy has the receiver for your good quarterback. Well, not that Russ is good anymore, but he's got Tyler Lockett. I've got Russell Wilson. So that can be bad if he has tunnel vision to Lockett, which we saw not too long ago, maybe three weeks ago. On my side, hopefully Duke Johnson and CEH can put up some decent numbers. I'm really banking on Russ and my three receivers to put up uh, something for me to keep pace with Bryce. Next game, TB determined against Deshaun of Kamara Virus. John has a 123.7 to 118.98 projection advantage. Looks like John actually has a full fucking lineup for the first time in forever. <laughs> actually, he might have had it last week too. So, yeah, it looks like he's still going to go with Justin Herbert. DK Metcalf on Thursday should be an interesting game. And it'll be, it'll be interesting to see if Michael Thomas can get on track against Atlanta. I'm assuming Jameis Winston is going to be starting that one, and I'm assuming he can get the ball to this guy. On Aaron's side, Deshaun Watson against New England. New England's not the same as the past, so it should be interesting there. He's getting Chris Carson back, and he's got Kamara going against Atlanta too, so if they try to ease Winston in there and feed Kamara a lot, uh, that should lead to a big game on that side. And the third head of his three running backs uh, we got James Robinson. Even though he's going against Pitt, he just gets so much usage that he's bound to get some points. Next up, my team's a damn shame against Chark Week. 
Stanton has a 114.65 to 106.99 projection advantage. The dangerous stack going up against Indy this time, though, should be interesting because Indy has a stronger defense than most. But he's got pretty interesting matchups all around after that because Deontay Johnson against Jacksonville, Josh Jacobs against KC, uh, even Melvin Gordon against Miami is not bad. So um, he could put up some points in that side. On Grant's side, Stafford against Carolina is not bad. A.J. Brown going against Baltimore. Uh, Baltimore hasn't looked the same lately, so that could be an interesting one. And Aaron Jones is also going against Indy. But I don't know. That could be one of those things where he might siphon some of those touchdowns if they get close to the goal line instead of Pig Pig Rogers taking everything. Next up, Ridley's Believe It or Not against the Marvel Universe. Oh, Shit, Danny changed his lineup already. Damn. Brent has the 107.96 to 101.79 projection advantage. This one should be an interesting game. I mean, I don't see anything that jumps out as a clear advantage, but looks like most bye weeks are done for people. So Brent's got a full lineup. Lamar Jackson, T. Higgins, Mike Evans, DeAndre Swift has broken out. And he's pretty lucky that... uh McCaffrey came and went again, so Mike Davis is definitely viable. And he got that Ahmed dude from Miami who uh, had an all right game. And Denver seems like they can't stop the run lately. On Danny's side, he's got Mayholm and Ridley back, uh, although he put up a high week without them last week somehow. And Ronald Jones going against the Rams, though. Rams have been looking pretty tough this year. I think his biggest wild card is Naheem Hines, who it seems like if he gets enough touches, he's pretty fucking dangerous. And that Green Bay defense is not exactly a shutdown D. Next up, Gallup in the woods against Popstar, not a doctor. Leanne with a 116.88 to 111.46 projection advantage, which will get bigger because she still has an empty wide receiver spot. She has some options there she picked up michael Pittman. i think that would be a good start against green bay i don't know if i'd go with Rashad pearman or sometimes david moore is not bad on seattle but that's really a crapshoot he's definitely like the third or fourth option there anyway but kyler murray against seattle that's going to be some points for her james connor against jacksonville should be good and dalvin cook is going to eat against dallas i think not to mention kelsey at las at las vegas so she should have pretty good one there. On Jared's side, Matt Ryan, we'll have to see which Matt Ryan shows up. That could be big against New Orleans. They have a solid D, but I have a feeling they're going to be playing from behind, so they're going to have to throw a lot. He's also got the Hopkins to counter Murray, so that Seattle game. Sometimes Murray can fucking throw a lot of balls Hopkins away, so that could kind of limit her advantage there. The Derrick Henry matchup against Baltimore looks pretty bad on paper, but I don't know. It looked like Baltimore was getting run on a lot last week, so it might not be that bad. And that was Damian Harris and Rex Burkhead putting up almost five yards a carry. And then Kareem Hunt is kind of always a wild card because he gets enough usage to be an RB1, but his projection is always kind of low, uh, low teens, which he can normally pretty much outdo. And last game of the week, fantasy team against Breeze in the Trap. Ryan has a 115.34 to 96.78 
projection advantage. Roy still has Adrian Peterson in there. I don't, I guess there's not much on the waiver wire, but I mean, you can at least put in Mark Ingram who at least starts the game. Not to mention Malcolm Brown who had, I think he had a, like an 18 or 19 point game last week and he might want to tweak that lineup a little bit. Kenyon Drake against Seattle. That'll be interesting to see. He actually had some decent yardage last week, but no touchdowns. Then Juju Smith-Schuster against Jacksonville um, is a good matchup there. Uh, tough one for Jared Goff, though. The like, matchup against Tampa, not the best. Tampa sometimes can really shut some people down. On Ryan's side, he picked up Jameis Winston, which I think is a good pickup. The guy led the league in yardage last year, and he's going against an Atlanta D that I think is giving up like eight yards per passing play or some shit. Adam Thielen against Dallas could actually be bad because if Dalvin Cook goes monster, then none of the receivers get shit. Robbie Anderson against Detroit seems like a good matchup, but I think Detroit's weaker against the run than the pass, so... We'll have to see how that goes because Mike Davis could be the one doing most of the damage there. And it looks like he's got Chubb back, but still no Eckler as of yet. I don't know if Joshua Kelly's the answer. It seems like Balaj is the one. Not that there's a lot of options out there to be had, so we'll just have to see where it goes. But hopefully Mark Andrews doesn't do anything because I gave him to him, so I don't want him helping him. And that wraps it up for the Week 11 preview. We'll see you all next week. Okay, goodbye.